Just open our Bibles, if you have one, uh, to Acts, the book of the Acts, chapter 24. Acts 24 and verse 24. Acts 24, verse 24. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, And judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time, when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. And God will bless the public reading of his word. I just want to bring before you, uh, very simply, I trust, this man Felix, uh, this this evening, this man Felix came to the, this uh, man, Paul, the apostle who preached the gospel, uh, and he had an interest in the faith that Paul preached, faith in Christ. And he came, and I want to think simply with you, of a man who came with a concern, a concerned man. And then secondly, I want to think of a careless man, for this man was careless. And then thirdly, I want to think of a crying man, For this man, I believe, perished without salvation. And so uh, we trust that God will give help just this afternoon to tell you of the Saviour and of the provision that he has made. And so, first of all, we can, this man, uh, Felix, as he came to Paul, Paul, it says that he reasoned with him of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. And this man brought before him that day, I have no doubt in my mind that before him that day was brought the person God and the person of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And my dear friend, I just want to, at the outset of this meeting, bring you to realize this, that God is holy and God is righteous and he cannot allow sin into heaven. Sin is abhorrent and it is uh, vile in the sight of God. And the Bible tells us very clearly, if you go and read Romans chapter 3, there is a very clear description of how God views man in his sin. It is an awful and a grim uh, picture that is painted for us there. And the Bible, and there in that chapter, it says that there is none that doeth good. No, not one. But that day, uh, Paul uh, will have brought before this man the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today we seek to present to you the Savior, the Son of God who came from heaven. And he was a real man that walked this scene of time really human, born just like you and me into this world. And a man who, yet though a man, he was totally unique because he had no sin. He was righteous in himself. He had no sin in him. And we believe firmly this evening, based upon the word of God, that it wasn't just that the Lord Jesus couldn't sin, that he didn't sin, but it is that he could not sin. The Bible tells us that in him is no sin. And so we present to you this afternoon the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a sinless, spotless man. And that is why he could go to the cross and pay the price for your sin and mine. And he hung upon his cross and upon the cross in all his righteousness. He offered himself without spot to God. And God there at Calvary's cross laid on him the iniquity, the sin 
of us all. And so the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul will have brought to this man. And I wonder, and this man, it tells us that he trembled. And the Bible in different places throughout, uh, throughout its pages would bring, us befo- bring before us men who trembled as they heard the word of God preached and as they saw the hand of God at work. And so I wonder, dear friend, tonight if there would be a soul that would be trembling as they saw themselves as God sees them, as sinners, unfit and ready only for the judgment of God in hell and the lake of fire eternally. I wonder, friend, have you ever realized your need of a saviour? We'll read, we, we've read how that this man, he was looking just for a convenient season. I tell you, friend, there'll never be a convenient season. Come your way. For God, uh, for the time that you will be saved is when you realize your need of a saviour. There is, uh, there is, uh, there, there will be no convenient season. Sa- Satan will keep you in his grip as long as he possibly can. And my dear friend, the soul is not saved when he comes to a point and he thinks, well, it's all just right for me to be saved now. It is, the Bible tells us, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I wonder if there's a soul in the meeting this evening and you would realize that today, Right in this meeting, right now, now, not just the moment later, but now in this meeting, right where you're sat, you could be saved for time and praise God for all eternity. I tell you, friend, that eternity is real. There is one who uh, the Bible tells us who inhabiteth eternity and he came into this world that you might never perish in for all eternity, but that you might be saved and enjoy the presence and the, of God and the bliss of heaven for all eternity. We can't explain eternity. All that we can tell you is that it is the never-ending rolling ages of eternity. Time is just a small, tiny little speck, a drop in the ocean compared uh, to the great eternity. And my dear friend, we're all heading there. We're all heading there. And there is two destinies that you or I will find ourselves in. There is a place called heaven. There is a heaven to gain. And it's a real place where Christ dwells and where Christ longs that you will dwell there with him. It is a place where there is no sin. I tell you this, it's a place where there is no tears. How many tears are shed in this world every day? Every moment of every day, tears are being shed. And I tell you, heaven's a place where there is no tears, no more sorrow, no more pain there. It is bliss forevermore. And so, and yet there is a place, an awful place called hell. And the Bible tells us and gives us an account of a man who's in heaven in Luke 16. But he also tells us of a man who's in hell. And I tell you, he's in torment. And this written uh, a couple of thousand years ago, the man was in hell then. And I tell you, it's a solemn reality is this. That he's still there. And there's no coming back from there, dear friend. When you finally reach reach death and are cast into eternity, my dear friend, there's no coming back. No second chances. It is 
It depends on what you do with Christ in this life. And praise God that tonight, while God is calling through his word, there is salvation. There is an opportunity for you to lay hold upon the salvation that he offers so freely to you. So we have a man who was concerned. uh, And as Paul brought before him, the righteousness of God and the perfection of Christ as he walked upon this world, uh, upon this earth, uh, then judgment to come. He preached, he reasoned with him of these three things and it caused the man to tremble. I tell you, if you got a real glimpse this afternoon of your standing before the holy God of heaven, you would tremble where you're sat today, sat in your sin, not fit for for heaven and in need, in great need of a saviour. There is a a verse in Isaiah chapter 59 and it says this, but... Uh, but our sins and our iniquities your sins and your iniquities have separated between you and your God and that is the very thing my dear friend that keeps people out of heaven is your sins and sin entered in the garden of Eden at the start at the very commencement of time man sinned in the garden and as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death has passed upon all men for all have sinned my dear friend there's people that live in this life and they just say well uh, they they just think well if it was Adam that sinned and well we can just live as we want why should we bear the punishment that he has brought upon uh, this world well dear friend there's no point thinking what it could have been like or uh, what it would have been like if Adam had never sinned my dear friend the reality is this that you have sinned and you need a saviour and there is a saviour he has died upon the cross that you might be saved you don't need to perish tonight you don't need to perish and so brought before this man was his sin and the judgment that will come if he didn't repent and yet there's many in the world like him today and I tell you before I was saved on the 16th of August 2017 I was just like this man this man, Felix, he said, very, it's very solemn, these words. And they touched me when I first read them. Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. How many people in the world today are being given the opportunity, including you here today, after this afternoon, are being given the opportunity to be saved? And your, uh, your response to the gospel is this, go thy way for this time. And this man, he just, he longed that, he, he, he had a desire perhaps to be saved, but not now. But not now, he was a procrastinator. And I tell you, before I was saved, I was a procrastinator time and time and time again, God called and yet I rejected his offer of salvation, and I went on just pursuing the sins that I, uh, just pursuing the pleasure of sin, which the Bible tells us uh, are but for a season. I wonder, friend, is that you tonight? Are you procrastinating? How many times have you heard the voice of God speaking to you from his word, through his word, and yet you reject him? 
and you go on in your sins and you say to those that bring the gospel to you, go thy way for this time. There is but a step between you and death, friend. And if you perish, the, the, if you pass from death uh, into et- from life into eternity before this day was out, where will you spend eternity? Where will it be for you, friend? Would God just lay upon uh, and impress upon you your urgent the urgency and your need of a saviour tonight there was this man he was careless about his soul and I tell you there's people in the world today and they have heard the gospel so many times more often perhaps than you have ever heard it some have heard it for an absolute lifetime there are those out there this evening and they're in their 80s and 90s and they've heard the gospel from a little child and yet still they go on in their sin and they they turn away and say not now not now I tell you there's many people waiting on a convenient season and it makes you shiver to think of those who have been waiting on a convenient season but tonight they're in hell and there'll be no convenient season for them then I tell you, friend, don't wait for that convenient season. Realize tonight that you are in need of a savior and he is available and he's willing to save you if only you'll turn for, uh, to him in repentance. And so this man, he went on in his sin. But I want to just bring you to Christ on the cross this afternoon and there to, I have been impressed just in the last couple of days, as I've been thinking of Cal- on Calvary, I tell you, Calvary's where things change. That's where eternity can change for you. Your eternal destiny will change at Calvary when you bow as a repentant sinner before the cross and accept that by faith that he was there for me. The son of God, he loved me and gave himself for me and I have been touched in these past few days just as I thought of Christ upon the cross as he hung and even in the hours leading up and in fact the whole of his life there was those uh, times where he was buffeted and there were men that picked up stones to cast at him to kill him and yet he just passed by. The Lord Jesus Christ was a real man friend who had real feelings. He felt every single blow that man heaped upon him. He felt that every laceration that fell upon his back of that uh, awful rod and whip that man laid upon his back. His back was as a ploughed field. They, the Bible tells us that they made long their furrows. The Lord Jesus Christ, we can so often think that he was just as such a unique man though he was. We can often just forget that he really felt the, the buffeting and the shame and the agony that man heaped upon him. And I tell you more than that, he felt every single stroke of divine justice that God heaped upon him on the cross as he was wounded for us, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. We are healed. I tell you, friend, it wasn't the, the wounding that men 
heaped upon Christ that day on Calvary's cross that can save you from your sins. It was the wounding that came from God. It caused Christ to cry out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I tell you, Christ shed tears upon the cross as he viewed men, as he looked into the eyes of men uh, that nailed him by the hands and by the feet. They drew the nails and Christ felt every one. He felt every nail that was driven through his hand and every nail that was driven through his feet. He felt the spittle that was spat at him as it uh, poured down his cheeks. He felt, indeed he felt, the beard being clocked from his cheeks. And yet willingly we read that I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. And I tell you, there were inward sufferings of Christ at Calvary that no man or woman will ever understand. We'll be basking in the fullness of those wounds that were heaped upon him on Calvary's cross for all eternity. Those of us who are saved, we'll never understand, but we will accept, We, as we have done, we accept that those wounds were taken and born by Christ for me upon the cross. I tell you, it's one thing before I was saved, I understood this one thing that Christ died for the whole world. I understood that Christ died for us. I understood that he died for the ungodly. But it was only the night that I was saved that I understood for the very first time. At the age of 16, having been brought up in the gospel, heard the gospel from before I can ever remember hearing it. It was on that, 60, that evening of the 16th of August 2017 when I understood for the very first time that he died for me personally upon the cross. I tell you, the one thing that struck me that night was such was the love of God for my soul that had I been the only person in the world God would still have sent his son into the world that I might be in heaven with him eternally. I tell you, friend, God loves you. And all that you would understand and come to that point tonight where you realize that it was for me, yes, all for me, O love of God, so great, so free. O wondrous love, I shout and sing, he died for me, my Lord the King. We'll maybe sing that in a few moments. But this man... Hey, this man, Felix, don't be like him, friend. He was careless. And though he had Christ brought before him, he said, no, not today. And he went on and he left. He left Paul in prison for a couple of years longer. Uh, and, and he went on in his sin. Uh, and he said no to the gospel and to Christ. And to salvation. Don't be careless, friend. Tonight could be your last opportunity to receive God's salvation. Don't pass it by. God speaketh once, yea, twice. Yet man perceiveth it not. Thank God for the opportunity he's giving tonight. And may you lay hold upon the salvation that he freely offers. Finally, this man, I believe, is a crying man. For I tell you, friend, those that don't receive Christ as their saviour, there's no hope beyond this life. There is only weeping, wailing and gnashing of teeth. And this man, as the man in Luke 16, he is there and he is perished. 
and is perished for all eternity. He is one who is crying. I tell you, there is a touching thing and it's an awful thing to hear uh, people cry. It's another thing to hear them wail in this life. But I tell you, there'll be, there's, there's an end of the weeping and wailing in life. And yet, friend, as once you pass from this life into the great never-ending eternity, I tell you, my friend, men make light of hell. They make light of the lake of fire. I remember a friend telling me of colleagues at work, and they would be laughing and joking. They knew he was a Christian, and yet it really made no uh, difference to to them in their conversation. And they were there speaking one day and laughing about hell, making light of it, and saying that they'd be stoking the boilers in hell. I tell you, friend, there'll be none of it. You'll be weeping and wailing for all eternity with no hope of coming back and receiving Christ as your saviour. Your opportunity is now, friend. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Christ has died. None need All may live. None need perish. All may live. For Christ has died. There's hope for you, friend, tonight. And you can be saved if only you would repent of your sin and by faith receive Christ as your saviour. Thank God we present a risen saviour. We're not preaching one who is dead and is still hanging upon the cross. Not just one that's uh, buried in the tomb and he's still there. But friend, he he is risen the third day, thank God. God raised him from the dead. And this evening we present to you one but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down at the right hand of God. And there is one, the man who we present to you, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is sat down at the right hand of God and God is satisfied. I wonder tonight if this, if the work that he has done at Calvary is enough to satisfy you. I tell you, it satisfied me and it satisfied many in the hall this evening. I wonder tonight, friend, will it satisfy you for it's enough? That may you bow and appreciate this. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. Shall we pray? Father, we bow in thy presence and give thee thanks for the gospel and for thy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee, Father. Uh, that the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ stands fresh today in thine eyes uh, as it ever has done, just as though, uh, Father, we thank thee that uh, the precious blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth from all sin. And we pray, we thank thee that Christ died for the ungodly, and we pray, our God, that we, and we along, that there would be someone in our gospel meeting this evening that would understand that it was for me, yes, all for me, and Father, understand that the Son of God, he loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, that, Father, some soul would lay hold upon the opportunity, not let it go. And we cry to thee that they wouldn't be like this man of old. Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Oh, Father, this is the season to be saved. And, our Father, we thank thee, our Father, that salvation can be obtained by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and the promises thou shalt be saved. We cry to thee for thy blessing. 
blessing. Pray that thou bless the gospel here and in every place where it is being preached this afternoon and the rest of the day. We pray thy blessing and salvation. We commend ourselves to thee now in the worthy and precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.